0: <laughs> I'm fine. I just got Forza Horizon 3 for 20 bucks. That's so right. I'm, Dude, you're on a I'm roll great. with those great. I really am. Deal. Like, Target just, they, they're they making it so easy. Has their Xbox yeah, come yeah, in yet? Okay. Or
1: is that shipping now? No,
0: it, it got back ordered because so many people did it. So <laughs> it's not coming till like
1: mid October. For like a couple years. I can wait. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. many orders. But
0: I mean, hey, I got a whole thing for basically 200 bucks. So I'm not really Jesus. that asked out about it.
1: Actually, we should be yeah. saving this for the podcast. Actually, yeah. yeah no,
2: really? I'm going to yeah. so. Like, we should probably get it started too. Since
1: You know what? Let's just start it right there, Derek. Let's go. We're just starting nice. right here. Well, cold open,
2: cold open. Okay, well, we're just. Hey, everyone, welcome to episode thirty-two <laughs> of the Game Explain Real Talk Podcast. And Andre says we're going now. We're doing and, it hey, live. Andre's here.
1: I am here. For, what two weeks in a row now? I think is it in a row? No, Oh, no, wow, well, you I'm you in a row. it was just last week. Oh, that's right. It felt yeah. like a row.
2: <laughs> you missed. You missed the big topic where we just gave our list of top. Uh, how we ranked each of the Nintendo consoles Oh, which.
1: I saw some people on Twitter asking me for my opinion yeah. on that and I was too lazy to reply
2: <laughs> So, Oh, way to, way to live up to your fans I don't
1: know it's honestly, I don't <laughs> put because it takes so much work to think it's like man I don't know Like, We top- came up
0: with our list and like two minutes oh. it's not i mean it, it was initially difficult and then we realized well it's not really that difficult if all right really should, should i do you this start? real quick
1: well yeah or, real okay, quick like, sure because people want to know what, what was the parameters like top five or whatever top, it, no just, just, just rank rank,
0: rank the six nintendo consoles
1: oh, all six, okay all six nintendo consoles yes oh. all right let me think uh nintendo 64
0: is this are you starting from the top
2: or from the bottom
1: Top. I guess Well, I spoiled it now, I have to go over to the top, yeah, so...
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, go so best of words. So, so, Ash, we were right. His we his totally called we, it.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally called it. Yeah, 64 had amazing uh, single-player games like Mario and Ocarina, Majora's Mask, uh, as well as Harvest Moon 64, had amazing multiplayer, perhaps the best, uh, actually, not even perhaps, de- de- definitively the best multiplayer platform Nintendo's ever made, or probably anyone's ever made, with only the possible exception of online gaming now getting in the way, but... Even then, I think 64 still takes it. Okay, number two, Super Nintendo. That game, that system had just w- one of the best libraries, like one of the most well-rounded libraries of the least. Um, I would say it probably has more more really good games than 64 does. I just hold the very best of 64s in, in in an even higher esteem than most of the 64 catalog or than most of the Super Nintendo catalog. But still, an amazing system. Uh below that, oh man, I would say. <laughs> I think GameCube. I think I'll All go right. GameCube on this one. Yeah. Uh, again, it had it just it had some. I mean, it had some really strong games. It Had a lot of quirky games. I think that's might be might be Nintendo's quirkiest ever. In fact, uh, and it's kind of has like it has like a Dreamcast like charm about it. So, and it's a console. I've said before. And I'll say it again. I think I appreciate it more in hindsight now uh, than I did at the time. Especially, I, I was more into the, the Xbox back then. Like where, like the whole online thing. Um, but going back to the GameCube, I'm like, oh, that was a really good system. Okay, uh what do we have left? NES, um N- Wii U. And Wii, Wii and Wii Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'd go Wii next. After that Oh man, I don't know. NES. <laughs> I would go NES. Like I was thinking, man, it's like NES really lower than Wii, and I could that might go, yeah, I'd wow. to go back and forth on that yeah. depending on the day. Uh at the end of the day, I feel like a lot of the NES catalog doesn't necessarily hold up. Like the original Zelda um, and Mario, as important as they are for the industry, I can't really go back to them. I, I mean, I will every now and then, like, but the newer games do it better. So uh, there's a lot of great games on that system, but I just don't go back to them that often. And then uh, in dead last is Wii U because it's <laughs> it's it's it's, it's no okay case system. It has some, it has some really good games, but Ash and I have talked about this before. I feel like almost every like installment on the Wii U. Like every series installment has a better version on another platform, so with a with a few exceptions, like maybe Donkey Kong, so Smash, mm. how dare
0: you? Derek and I called it. Like we, I think we pretty much called your order down to a T. I,
2: I'm not sure about the exact order, but we definitely said that uh, N64 would be your top one, top yep. pick, and Wii U would be your lowest pick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so
1: we at least called that much. Yeah. You, you, yeah yeah, you got the broad strokes of it. It was just the uh, the middle ground there you weren't quite sure about. So. <laughs> right.
2: Yeah. I, I could have easily picked out your top three, I think. I'm not yeah, totally think so too surprised about that order. Yeah, I've I've
1: been pretty transparent, I think, with my thoughts on Nintendo's platforms. <laughs> <laughs> I have said before, I don't want to dive too deep into it, but when I got the Wii U, I think day one kind of set the tone for the entire system for me. Like when I got that system in from Nintendo no less, that was our first platform we got in from Nintendo, but we were still a relatively young thing a uh, young, you know, website or YouTube channel or company then. Um, it was the least excited I ever was for a Nintendo platform. I'm like, yep, there it is. That is the Wii U. <laughs> it's got a slightly better-looking version of New Super Mario Bros. Sweet. Uh, even though I did, I really did like Nintendo Land, but it was just the least excited I was for any Nintendo platform. So, Anyways, yeah. so speaking of platforms, Ash, we were talking before, as, as the people may have heard, you bought an Xbox One. or Yeah, or the I, apparently,
0: now I didn't know this, but apparently that's like a crime of the highest degree among a lot of our fans. Like, I I got a lot of surprised and negative reactions, like, why would you buy an Xbox One? Like, that's, why would you do that? Like, why why would you want to play Halo? Yeah, like, (laughs) apparently, I really messed up, so I'm sorry, you guys. But no, (laughs) honestly, uh, I got a, Target Keep screwing up. Like, they they keep having these weird pricing errors, and so I was essentially able to get a brand-new Xbox One S, uh, 500-gig white console, and it comes with Halo 5 and Halo the Master Chief Collection, for about two hundred and forty bucks, and I'm gonna sell the Halo games for about forty, I think. So I think I'm gonna end up, you know, coming out at around two hundred bucks for a brand new Xbox One. And then I found out today that Target had a pricing error for the digital version of Forza Horizon three, and it's twenty bucks. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> normally I buy physical, but twenty bucks for, you know, an Xbox One exclusive that I really do wanna play, one of the reasons I figured I'd finally spring for an Xbox One, like, twenty bucks? Of course I will. It just came out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So I'm essentially set up with a brand new Xbox One and Forza Horizon 3 for like 220 bucks after I sell the Halo codes and stuff. So I mean, why wouldn't I go for that? You know,
1: that is pretty yeah. great. That is, I was actually seriously considering about jumping in, assuming I could yeah. because they sold out pretty quick. Uh, but I mean, it's in that weird middle ground right now for me with like, do I want to get? Do I want to hop in now, or do I wanna, do I want to see what the Scorpio is doing? But regardless, right. like that was an amazing and I probably couldn't even buy one anyway, but they sold out, it sounds like. But that is an <laughs> awesome deal. And well it, yeah,
0: and, and actually some people were able to like people who acted faster than I did were able to get it for like hundred and sixty, hundred and seventy. Like that was as low as it got. Oh my so God. some people got an amazing deal. I just got a good one. Yeah. But still, you know, to get a brand new Xbox for two hundred bucks, I mean, it's finally gotten to the point for me, I think, where the Xbox One has A nice enough small collection of exclusives that I really want to play that it makes sense. Like Ori and the Blind Forest and Forza Horizon 3 and Recore and games like that, Rare Replay. Like, Mm -hmm. there's enough now that it seems to make Mm -hmm. sense to jump in for a deal. Not necessarily full price yet, but I was like, well, why not? You know, I, I really want to play some of these games. Let's go for it. It really it is about time that one.
1: Sense. It really is about time that one of us gets the uh, Xbox One. So that's uh, true. Like did. Yeah. yeah. So
0: now I have one, which is good. Yeah. I'll still go PS4 for all multi-platform stuff. Absolutely. And you know, I'm mainly going to use the Xbox One as my exclusive system. But still, it's nice to have one.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm. And it makes more sense to get that for you because a lot of people, I'm pretty sure, they in response to you was like, "Well, just get a good PC and like." Yeah, oh, you, have a, you have a Mac, so <laughs> I have you can't a Mac. Really there'll be no PC. Yeah, so. there'll be
0: no major PC gaming for me. So, uh, yeah. So you know, Xbox One, I've, I've got that covered for exclusive now, and uh, and yeah, it's nice to have one, especially you know when the price is so right.
2: So, Ash is kicking ass when it comes to. Uh- <laughs> Uh, buying games and systems and all this stuff, I'm sucking it hard. (laughs) Because the funny thing, I I really did find this funny, because I got interested, I was talking last week how I was interested in Pikmin all of a sudden. I was like, you know what, I would like to go back and actually play those games and have those. That'd be nice. Uh, Because of the PBG, uh, Peanut Butter Gamer playthrough, and because of Hearing about Europe getting it on virtual console, I'm like, I I know how this usually goes. It's going to be like months until we get <laughs> Pikmin and Pikmin two. So I'll just I'm just going to go ahead and order both of the games off Amazon. Why not? And lo and behold, Pikmin came out for the virtual console. Well, no, you're you're
1: kind of underselling it. Like, wasn't it like literally the next day that that yeah. happened?
2: I ordered yeah, I think it. so. I, I talked about it, and I was like, okay, I'm going to pull the trigger, and I got it that night. And the next morning, everybody was kept, uh, sent me messages on Twitter. It was like, hey, you can pick up uh, Pikmin on Virtual Console now. It kind of worked out for you, didn't it? Nope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> See, it, it clearly should have heeded my advice and just gone for the GameCube ones, because then you could have both.
2: <laughs> now, well, the GameCube ones are pretty <laughs> yeah, pricey. Like I, expensive, I, yeah. I, I found yeah. a pretty good deal where I got... Um, I got uh a new copy of Pikmin 1 on Wii is 50 bucks. I got it for thir- I was able to get a copy for 30 which is in pretty decent condition and Pikmin 2 is typically like 100 bucks on wow. GameCube uh or if not more and uh Wii was I think like 70 and I would manage to get it for like 50. So, I got okay. some decent deals on the physical copies uh mm-hmm. but you know and I figure, I, for most games, if I'm not paying more than the original price, I'm feeling like I do okay. Like if we don't take age into considerization, considers, consideration. <laughs> considerization. I love, that's considerization, a new word. Consideration, yes.
1: No, that didn't work. <laughs> nah. No. <That's> right. <laughs>
2: So, yeah, I'm looking forward to trying this out. Pikmin 2 hasn't arrived yet, but Pikmin did arrive the day after it came out on the Well, on the good, and the order
1: be playing them anyway, so... Well, yeah, exactly. It works out, so... Yeah. I'm looking forward yeah. to go
2: back in, because I've, I've played it on the GameCube, I've just never played it on the Wii, and the Wii version does look interesting. Like, you said that, well, your Game & Watch was actually the first time you've tried the Wii version, Andre, so did you, after thinking that it... You like the purity of the original and the way it controlled? Did, you, did the Wii version on Virtual Console change your mind? <laughs> no,
1: not at all. I knew I, the answer to that. <laughs> I, I, I had read how it controlled. And I could basically tell right away was it wasn't going to be for me, and sure enough, it isn't. Um, I mean, I'm sure if I got, I'm sure if I played more of it, I will get more used to it. But I don't see the point. I'm like, I have what I consider a superior version already. I'm going to play that one. And I feel the same way about even Metroid Prime, which I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me How on that one, you. too. I know. <laughs> people, people are like, it's way better than with Ruma. But I'm like, it was designed with the other controls in mind, and it played fine with those controls. I'm going to use those controls. Also, there's a the fact that the GameCube controller is by far the most comfortable controller ever made to fit within man's hands. <laughs> so I'm totally bonded with using that any chance I get.
0: I mean, while I agree with you about the GameCube controller being the greatest controller of all time, potentially... <laughs> Your opinion is wrong about Metroid Prime not being as fun to play with weird mode. I'm just saying, you have a wrong opinion. Mhm.
1: Fine. Because that
0: can totally happen. <laughs> yeah.
2: I I it maybe. Uh no, it, it's it's kind of funny to just uh, thinking about that. I'm actually kind of curious. With Pikmin 3, did you play with the GameCube style controls or did you play with the Wii controls? No, so
1: I play with the Wii controls because it was made with the Wii controls. So that's how I uh, feel. Like I like I like to play I generally like to play with the way the game was designed. Like if there was a clear design choice, you know, a clear direction based around the controls. I will play I will generally play that way. Um and that game was obviously built with the Wii controls with the Wii remote controls in mind. Um, so I didn't even bother with a gamepad, and it worked well with Pikmin 3. But they re- they rebuilt the controls, they reworked them around that game, as opposed to having to Jerry rig whatever they did for the Wii one, where you know some things are better and some things are worse. Like One of the techniques I used uh, in the original Pikmin game on the GameCube was you could swarm the Pikmin around the enemy while throwing Pikmin at the same time. That's much harder to do in the new one. I'm like, well, I don't want to bother with this anymore. (laughs) No, I I see what you're saying. I mean, I I
0: think there's something to be said for playing a game the way that it was originally designed to be controlled. I mean, like in in the case of Metroid Prime, I don't think that Wii Remote makes it a worse experience, but I definitely get what you're saying about it, about there being something... To playing it the way it was originally intended to be played, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, that makes sense. The other, yeah. uh, honestly, having not played it yet, uh, my biggest gripe with Pikmin One is, or Pikmin One Wii is the box art. Box art is hideous. <laughs>
1: Over oh, <for> the <laughs> like, new play control version, yeah, it's oh, all oh, oh, the new play is. control
2: with the original box art bo- box in there, and then somebody was like, "Oh yeah, on the back cover you can just switch it and it'll have the original artwork." And I'm like, "Oh sweet!" And I looked. <laughs> oh, I didn't know not. that. Uh, well, the thing is, oh. I looked and it's not. It's only Uh that for the European version.
1: Of course it it is. Anyway, cheap that again. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: I I have the new Play Control Jungle Beat, uh, Donkey Kong Jungle Beat, and I just thought, like, I was like, yeah, this box art's really ugly.
1: I forgot that was a thing. That seems like the most pointless game to make a new Play Control version of.
0: Well, I mean, I guess if you don't want to play through the game, if you don't have Bongo controllers, but you like Donkey Kong and you fancy the idea but of it's playing a terrible. A game.
1: it's a terrible platform where it was only fun yeah, because of the It doesn't really guys. hold up without... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's true.
0: It's, it's kind of weird, but yeah. yeah. I mean, but Donkey Kong's fur at least looked amazing in that oh, game. Oh, actually, no, so like, there is that. That is a good point. That's true. It's amazing looking yeah. fur. You know, they, he at least has that in that yeah, game.
1: Yeah, be right. Good point. Yeah. Oh game God. of the year. <laughs> yep. Totally. Uh, what, what else have you
2: been up to, Andre?
1: Uh... <laughs> a lot of color splash Been playing that game a ton so um, I'm jealous yeah it's a long game I never game. thought I'd be saying that it's a long game Oh really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah I'm enjoying hey, yeah. it, which is weird. I'm not used to saying that.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ash just saying he's excited for it is weird. Yeah, he, I can't believe I'm
1: saying I'm jealous that you're playing it already. Right? I know. Like, I'm, I really want to play it. Honestly, like despite what I just said, now I'm a little bit disgusted to hear you say that. At the same time, like a bit, <laughs> I know
0: because this actually seems like despite you know some still some flaws, like it's fun. Yeah. It like is it seems fun. like it really smooths over a lot of the of uh, the you know mistakes. That yeah, I don't, don't want to get star too much yeah. into it but yeah it yeah. definitely
1: seems to be the case like this this the core skeleton is very sticker star-esque but they just smooth out some of those rough edges and there were a lot of rough edges to edge <laughs> out so or smooth out yeah yeah i
2: i have no basis with sticker star i don't know if that'll change after i finish up super Paper <laughs> mario i'm not quite sure if people will be like now you need to play sticker star like, no, I'd, I'd rather just skip over to his Color Splash because oh I hear God. it's better. That but. would be the
1: worst dream ever where you're just like in one area for five hours trying to figure out what obscure puzzle to solve.
2: Well, that's why I have the chat. They'll probably guide me to get through it pretty quickly. So yeah. thankfully I wouldn't have that bad of an experience trying to figure out exactly where I need to go. But yeah, I've, I've not heard good things about uh, Sticker Star at all, and I've actually... You've been talking with uh, talked a little bit with Emil Chugga Conroy about it because he was curious about your uh, you know uh, game time with Color Splash so far and you know just talking to him a little bit about what I what you've told me and uh, he was talking about how sticker sorry just does not work for him either it's just. Not a good game. It does every, every design choice seems to be wrong. he has no idea, idea who the game is made for. It's not not for RPG players, not for existing fans of Paper Mario. It's for people who not-
1: hate it's for people who literally hated everything good about Thousand Year Door. That's the only <laughs> only person nice. I can imagine it being for.
2: Yeah. So yeah, you know, that's it's it's this weird thing where I'm curious about Sticker Star, like how bad is this? But also, I don't really want to play it. <laughs>
1: yeah, you're not missing anything. <laughs> it's yeah. it, it's
0: it's basically like it's is it's as bad as a Paper Mario game can be. So like, take that. It's it's obviously not bad on the level of something like Sonic Oh Six. It is a fully functioning, working game, and you can complete it, and it's it works fine. But when you take Paper Mario into consideration,
1: it is easily the worst. Oh like, man, see that's that's where we disagree. Really?
0: I mean, I don't think like, it's a broken I mean, game. In
1: a technical sense, yeah, it's not broken. Yeah, uh, I mean, game it's, runs, it's not a good game, but, but I don't, it's not I don't broken. think that in consideration like, when I could deem a game good, or that's not a sole consideration whether, whether a game's good or not. Right, uh, This right. game, I don't care what you dress it up as. This game is horrible. <laughs> that is a terrible game. It is, I don't know if I played the worst Nintendo game. Like, I'd probably go, I'd rather go back and play, like, Ice Climber. Than freaking sticker stars. <laughs> so.
0: I mean that's fair, but but isn't it also fair to say that even the worst Nintendo game is you know at least a little bit better than most other bad games. No, not, no? Okay. not sticker stars' case. In general, in
1: general, I would agree. With, in general, I absolutely agree with that. Sure, but sure. in sticker stars' case, yeah. no. Like I think, <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, if if it weren't a Nintendo game, I wouldn't even bothered with it. Like I would. Sure. It's the kind of that's that's a kind game. that a have drawn literally no attention to itself.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. But isn't, isn't that also kind of the case with Color Splash 2, and yet it's turning out to be a little better? Would you have really paid attention to Color Splash if it weren't a paperwork? Well, I Mario guess game? I
1: was speaking more from. I mean, yeah, I, I said that a little bit more. I, I guess my point would be that I would have quit playing Sticker Star. Sure, if it as, wasn't a paperwork. Yeah, Mario exactly. Game. Yeah, I
0: probably would have too, actually. Good point.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you're right. I probably, I probably wouldn't even know. I probably would have ignored Color Splash 2 if it did Mario on it, especially yeah. based on Sticker Star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Oh boy! But uh, as far as what I've been up to, other than uh, the whole Pikmin fiasco, it's been a lot of just working on the side, like working on something I want to get up this weekend. This weekend, but I'm we're working hard on an army entree Trey, yep, trying to we'll get this see. this ready. But uh, otherwise, uh, I was very excited last weekend to start um, the Pokemon Crystal Nuzlocke. I felt that did very well and i've been I, I had this thing where i was like man i have this idea for what i want to have uh my total dial look like on my next thumbnail and i'm like i can't photoshop this this doesn't look good when i do it so i'm like i just was like absolutely thinking like dang i wish i could do this thing i wish i had some artistic skill in order to pull this off and all of a sudden people were like well can we offer you up fan art
1: I'm like what oh uh, i cut all of a sudden be real you know what you did
2: I Okay, I had an inkling of what I did, but uh-huh. it wasn't the full intention.
1: Oh, I totally called you out on that the moment I saw that tweet. I'm like, that's such BS. <laughs> I have no idea what you did, but this sounds juicy. I have no idea what you did, though. Uh, it's, it's, I nothing, basically, it's nothing nefarious. It's just Derek no, tweeted nefarious. basically the way he just said. I'm like, he's totally fishing for fan art here. <laughs> oh, I got it. Okay, yeah. okay. Nice. So transparent. I,
2: I'm... Uh... <laughs>
1: So good.
0: Hey, I, I just love I I think it's I, I'm so sorry if I get your name wrong, but I think it's Hinaru77 on Twitter, keeps sending me all this wonderful fan art of me and my wife. And and the the best one that we've got that I've gotten so far is of is of us holding an Oreo. And and, and I think it's because I made an Instagram post with the hashtag Oreo love once. Wow. And, and and so, you know, my wife is black. So the fact that we got this fan art from this fan of the two of us holding an Oreo, and we look like really cute, chibi characters. I'm like, this is the greatest fan art. Like, it's so cool.
2: <laughs> no, you, I, I've been, despite the fishing, Andre. I I have enjoyed every bit of fan art I've gotten.
0: For, oh, I'm sure you do. Uh, <laughs> I, I love how you admitted questioned. that you were fishing for it, though. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I actually, before we moved on to the news, I wanted to mention just just to humble brag a bit. I am currently ranked 41st in the world at a particular oh stage in Pac Man ch- Championship Edition. Oh, 10. nice. So well, now I can be the asshole because I'm bragging. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, so, know why? Because
1: no one's playing that game. You know, Ouch. I have to. I you know I,
0: I actually have to go back on what I said, and I said this on Twitter. Never let it be said that I don't admit what I'm wrong, and I was wrong about that game. It's I still really? don't like it as much as the first game or champion or uh, deluxe. But you know what? Once you kind of figure out how all the different parts work together, you kind of be, You begin to see how kind of ingenious the whole game is. It, it's, very, it's actually a really, really smart game, and I really like it. So I was completely wrong, and oh. I judged too quickly.
1: Well, that's good. Yeah, I mean, no, I it's like, actually
0: really fun. Go ahead. Oh, it's, it's actually really fun, and, and once you kind of learn the ins and outs of it and, and how you chase high scores, it gets really addictive.
1: Yeah, I like the first two. Um, I, the, the new one, though, I just heard. I just heard a lot of bad impressions of it, and the art style wasn't doing it for me. So sure, I mean, I was a assistant to play it on. I think so. There's that I, I, th- I think. I think <laughs> the main thing effect.
0: that that two has going against it is that it's, its brilliance is kind of hidden better. Like it's not. It's not as pick up and play as uh, the first game and deluxe but if you give it a little time it kind of gets its hooks into you but of course that's not necessarily an excuse you know it could be argued that any game should draw you in immediately so
1: at least I mean at least you would expect to have an arcade game exactly no that yeah. there
0: there is definitely too much of an uh, of a an initial learning curve for an arcade game like this but I am glad I stuck with it I have to say
1: I heard yeah, I think great. one of the problems, too I had heard is that there's no clear like definitive mode that you should be playing you know, or that everyone that everyone gravitates to instead it just kind of throws into a menu and you know you choose mm. from like one of seven or eight different games I think
0: you still really you still have to play one to unlock the others though. So so okay. I, it's kind of done in the same way as the first game. I I'm, I'm not I don't really agree with that. Huh. Because because the, the stage setup is kind of done in the same way as the the original as I believe. So I don't know. I don't quite agree with that complaint though.
2: Anyway, <laughs> I appreciate all the art <laughs> I've gotten and uh you know, we'll always try to highlight it on my Twitter. So uh if you follow me on that uh sorry for the You're um. fishing again. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on to the news. so good, so I'm, good. I was using that as a transition, Andre, uh-huh. because we've gotten more artwork for this time from Michael Anse- My- Mich- Michel Ansel. Michael, is it Michael? Michael? Michel? Michel, My- it's French. So well, I just know
1: all I know is it's not Michael, so yeah. I don't know how you pronounce it beyond that point. <laughs> Michel Mich- Ansel. Yeah.
2: Mister Ansel has done two teases now on Beyond Good and Evil Two with his concept art and it has to be beyond good and evil Two because he mentions system four which is a direct reference to beyond good and evil he has a pig he has a shark man (laughs) these are all things that had to do with the original beyond good and evil it kind of all makes sense so yeah beyond good and evil 2 is it still like way far off because we got trailer a trailer years ago or is this something that's actually maybe happening actually finally
1: Man, like I don't even know what st- I won't even imagine what state this game's in. Who freaking knows at this point? Um, it <laughs> yeah. does. Like I'm excited that there's any news of it at all. Uh, so I am hyped. At the same time, like I don't want to get too hyped just because we have been hearing about this game for so long. Like I posted on Twitter how if you thought waiting for Half Life Three was bad, the wait for this game has been even longer. Uh because not only was Beyond Good and Evil released the year before Half-Life 2, but Half-Life 2 ha- has had or Half-Life has had a couple of games since then even. Whereas we've had nothing for Beyond Good and Evil. So I I'm jazzed. like I really hope this actually happens this time. I just like I'm also being a little bit conservative with my hype on this just because I don't know how much longer it's going to be.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 hard to get too excited just because you don't want to get burned, essentially. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and yeah, I mean, but it certainly does. I mean, why now? Is the weird thing. It's like after so many years of of more or less total silence, like the fact that we've gotten two new pieces of concept art now so close together, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say there's definitely something to that, but it sh- it sure seems like it, there
1: is. It's kind of funny in how this game seems to be regressing. We have got we like you know ten years ago now, almost probably eight years ago, we got that that teaser trailer if you want to call it that with a uh, page and like in a broken down car and Jade like in the right. desert. Then mm-hmm. after that, there was a leaked gameplay. Of, um, or I don't know if it was leaked I think it was showing off at some maybe closed doors event I can't quite remember of where like Jade's like running through a city or something right? and that was a short time later or at that time a relatively short time later <laughs> uh, and then now we have concept art we're like back to square one here <laughs> like what's going on like I-, I have a feeling whenever this game does resurface it's not going to look anything like actually I don't know now I'm not sure I was going to say it looks nothing like um, when it first showed it off but you look at this recent concept art and it does seem to be Skewing more toward that more realistic style that the earlier trailers seem to, mm-hmm. so which is in stark contrast to uh, the original game, which had a very cartoony, um, stylized look to it. That's yeah,
2: uh, yeah. I'm not, sh- I'm not sure. I mean, I'm excited either way. Like if whatever Beyond Good and Evil Two comes out, I'm going to be picking it up because I love the first one. It's it's great. But as far as when it's coming out, I mean, there is that uh, once again rumor of. Your favorite? Coming yeah, I love them. of uh, it coming to the NX. Uh, right.
0: So maybe. I
1: mean I mean that, yeah, that we we could be looking at the new Bayonetta two here. I mean it's possible.
2: That it would is would be loud, wouldn't it? Although mm-hmm. it
1: does, do you think Nintendo would allow them if, like Nintendo, were bankrolling this a law like you know Bay Bayonetta two style? Would they allow them to tease the game in this fashion before release or before it's even announced, before the NX NX is even revealed?
2: Well, I think it's fine since they haven't indicated it's coming to the NX in any way other than right. These- rumors.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Actually that's true. Actually that yeah that, that actually might build the hype a little bit more. Just yeah, so exactly. People- like
0: why keep it under wraps? As long as you're not saying it's for NX, why why keep it under wraps like that? And then mm-hmm. announce it
1: as an exclusive after? That'd be pretty cool. Right.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, get the people that are fans of it interested and then paying attention and hey it's coming to the X. Okay, I'm buying an NX if you if you're that big of a fan of the game. Kinda of like with Bayonetta Two.
1: <laughs> I just the only hope it thing- happens.
0: The only thing I hope happens if and when this game comes out is, you know, of course I'm excited about it, I I love the original as you guys did, but give us, like, it's been 13 years now since that game came out, so, like, give us a story digest, like, I just reviewed Azure Striker Gunvolt 2, and one of my complaints, even though I liked it, was that even, it's only been two years since that, since the first game in that series came out, and I'd already forgotten what happened, but the game makes no effort. To get you caught up again, so it's like I was at first. I was a little lost, and I had to like go back and look up some stuff from the first game. So please, please, it's been thirteen years, guys. Like, give us like an in-game story digest. Uh, Deus Ex did
1: it. No, it should have a mandatory playthrough. Otherwise, don't be on Game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mandatory.
0: So, that yeah. You, you cannot start the second game
2: until you finish the. You first. buy it,
0: but you get it's, it's locked. You have to unlock the game. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Perfect. Uh, well, speaking of Ubisoft, the CEO has. Uh, been saying some things recently in a meeting with investors talking about the whole thing going on with Ubisoft and Vivendi. Uh, But during that, he mentioned that he believes that the NX could put Nintendo back in competition again. Uh, He likes what he's seen of the NX, and they're, I guess, hyping the heck out of it, which uh, to me is just sort of Ubisoft falling into that same pattern they've done ever since the Wii, where they hyped up the Wii, they had a big game for it, and then as soon as that big game came out and things sort of play, fell into place, they stopped really supporting it in any major way. You, you mean Wii U. Right. And then the Wii U happened with that oh, as well. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Well, it happened with the Wii and then it happened again with the Wii U. Do you remember, um, uh, what was that that Cowboy Swordsman game that they Red had? Red Steel. Red Steel, that's it. Yeah. That was their big game for that then, and then Red Steel came out and then after that it was not really much for Ubisoft. Than- oh
1: yeah, they had. I mean, they had some Raymond games, which were actually pretty big on that system. And they had oh, Red they- Steel too. Say again? They had Red Steel too. Uh, oh, that's right. That's true too. There was yeah. a sequel. Yeah. I mean, they, yeah. they they at least supported the Wii far better than they did the Wii U when Zombie U crashed. <laughs> and to be yeah, fair, true. I can't really blame them. Uh, I mean. In hindsight, they were no. ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, that was a kind of a sore spot for Nintendo fans for a while. Like, you know, U- Ubisoft betrayed Nintendo and didn't make it on their partnership. But what business would? I mean, once they right. saw the Wii U uh, sales tanking, uh, why would they stay yeah, on board? I mean, I can't blame them for that one.
2: <laughs> well, here's the thing. I do, like, there, here's my sore spot when it comes to Ubisoft and Wii U support, is that Rayman Legends was done. And they wouldn't let it release. Yeah, and they put it out in the busiest time of the year. I do remember that. It may and, and basically tanked it because they needed it. They wanted to have it multi platform. Guess which version sold the best? The Wii U version.
0: Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's true. So, that, yeah. Was kinda, that was kind of that was kind of. I mean, they should. I don't know. I feel like yeah, they should have released the Wii U version first at least. Yeah, I mean, that was like a timed exclusive.
1: Yeah, I, I know a lot of people were upset by that. I mean, I ultimately it didn't matter we ended up getting the games a little bit later than we expected right um there were there were a lot of uh butter people out there about that though and i think unnecessarily so like ubisoft whether or not it was a good decision they were doing it because they thought it was the best decision for their business right um and you don't have to agree with it you don't have to think it's a good decision um you can just <laughs> like it don't. even but there's <laughs> there <didn't> gonna <laughs> be a lot of entitled people back then be like they, they should just release this game right now back uh, then I have news for you. <laughs> they haven't gone anywhere. Yeah, that's a good point. That's true. Like I, I, I like I, I've already almost forgotten about that at this point. It's like really just yeah. get over You got your game. It, it, turned out to be good. You know, move on with your life. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: No, but they have to get their game how and when they want it. Right. Yeah. So exactly.
2: And for free. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, what do you think about him? Like, do you buy what he says about the NX, or is he just feeding into the hype machine?
1: I mean, he's definitely feeding into the hype machine. Uh, I, I treat all early quotes, all pre-release quotes, in the same manner now. It's like, of course they're going to talk up about it. They're not going to say... Of course, yeah. It looks like a pile of shit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean,
0: that's like, they're not going to say that. To be fair, he also doesn't have to say anything. So yeah. there is that element, too. You know, usually if, if they don't have, if someone doesn't have something nice to say professionally, they just won't say anything at all. So... Mm-hmm there is that element too just playing devil's advocate he could have chosen to say nothing and yet he chose to say something exciting about
1: the NX so I take it as like a light good sign like I don't put yeah. I don't put a ton mm-hmm. of stock into it but I do think it is pointing in a good direction um and it definitely you know it, it, you can't help but feel a little bit more excited for the NX with every little tidbit that comes your way <laughs> yeah so yeah. I, I mean at this point I just want to know what it is that's all I want to know is that really No, no, I'm the entitled one I just want to know what it is don't <laughs> tell me um yeah. But, yeah. uh, I mean, I think. The- I mean, it's good. He's talking it up, but again, I don't think it matters too much right now. Yeah. Right.
2: I mean, I'll, I'll care what he has to say when I actually know what the system is. <laughs> so. I will right.
1: care what he has to say when he announces that Beyond the Evil Two is in fact coming to the NX or coming out <laughs> at all. I don't even care. You can yeah. announce it for the freaking for like Xbox I'll, One. I'll, yeah, I'll, <laughs> exactly. I'll take it.
0: Well, remember the the original was a, you know a timed Xbox exclusive.
2: <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I
0: don't actually think that anymore. I don't know why I keep thought I thought that for so long though. That was I, awesome. That's, that's awesome. like the best running joke. I love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh but hey, Nintendo did announce another console that's coming out this year and that's the, <laughs> that Japan is getting their own version of the NES classic. The Family the Famicom the Famicom Classic Mini.
1: I I saw the trailer for or I watched it when it went up yesterday and it looks cool. Like I love, I love that they're doing their own thing over there. It, it has some similar, yeah. its own unique attributes, um, like true to the original system. Uh, it comes with two controllers instead of just one, like we have here with the Mini NES. And also, um, oh, 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 I forgot I was going with this. I think, oh, I think one of them is actually hardwired into the system too, just like the original. Yeah. Which I don't know. That's necessarily so, yeah. a good thing, but it's true. Yeah. It's true to it, so I guess that's cool. <laughs> Man, see, I I
0: didn't care about the NES Mini at all, but I kind of want one of these now. Right. Like, I don't know. I'm kind of annoyed. And then, looking at the new trailer they released for the NES Mini, I'm like, you know, I kind of like the the different features, like four save states and the different filters. Like, I'm kind of coming around on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know I
1: actually played it a couple days ago on Nintendo. Right. You Um, did. It's cool. Like, it plays the games well. Like, I don't know if you saw my comparison video from today. Uh but it looks every game it looks and sounds way better than it did on the Wii U virtual console. That's good. So yeah. he, this is probably the best these games have looked since um release at least on an official Nintendo platform.
0: Honestly Which, though, if they if they like if they announce a Super Famicom mini next year, I am importing the hell out of that. You like, know, I <laughs> want a a tiny Super Famicom and, and I just
1: want to own one. That's like it, yeah. It almost makes you wonder. Should Nintendo sell these officially, like on their website or something, for those who do want to buy it? I think, I think something like this. I mean, it's a niche market, but I think a sizable one. Like a sizable. I kind of think so too. I think,
0: I think they could make bank off off of like an official import of the Famicom Mini.
1: Yeah, and they also, I mean,
2: the 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 thing is, the funny thing is that the Famicom Mini is continuing a strange Japanese condition where it does not come with a uh, outlet cable. It, you have to buy it separately. That's
1: so weird. Oh, the power oh, adapter? Yeah, power yeah. adapter.
2: That's what it's called. Uh, yeah, it's sold separately again, which is just oh. weird.
1: Yeah, that is weird. I mean, they've done that before with their handheld systems, um, but I'm guessing this one doesn't use any standard. St- I mean, with those, you can usually, usually just use another handheld power adapter, right? But Yeah. Probably not in this case. So, yeah, that is. Yeah, well, it's, I it's Japan. I don't
2: know. <laughs> real quick question about that, about the NES Classic, though. Uh, I saw today that. Um, Apparently the cord on the NES controllers are only three feet long. Did that become an issue? Like, I'm you know, trying to visualize that.
1: In hindsight, it's a You know, it's these obvious things you think to check. Like, like I left the appointment. I'm like, why didn't I check that? Of course, I just should check how long the cord is. Um, I mean, I I played with it. I saw it. I didn't consciously think to measure it or anything. Um, but it does seem like it's on the short side. I think we heard today that not officially, but it, it does seem to be about three feet. Um, mm-hmm. And that seemed to be my experience. Like we had to keep. We had to keep moving the NES around in order to uh, yeah. for us both to play two player without having to you know uh, without yeah uh, without without pulling the cor- cords chords too far apart so thats uh, too bad. Likes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: and the it, whole reset thing people have issues with I mean it's not perfect, but I still think this is a nice little well, thing if the cords
1: only three feet long and there's gonna be no problem to hit the reset button <laughs> <laughs> I
2: guess That's yeah, true
1: that's true. Yeah, oh, that's funny. I think something else interesting here, though, about the Super Famicom or, or Famicom rather, is that it only has or has a different selection of games here than the classic. Yeah, yeah.
0: There, there's a lot of crossover, but there there are some subtle differences, such as like Final Fantasy three in the Famicom version instead of Final Fantasy one in our version.
1: Hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no Tecmo Bowl. Instead, they have that sumo wrestling game. Uh, no Castlevania two. Only Castlevania one.
1: You know what I'm surprised by? No true Super Mario Bros. 2 there. They have Super Mario USA and then go right to Mario 3. They don't have the original Mario 2 on there. Oh, that's true. Yeah, you're right. The lost levels for us.
0: Huh. That actually really surprises me. Isn't that weird? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
2: (laughs) I guess even they prefer Super Mario (laughs) USA to the lost
1: levels. (laughs) Something else, else too, real quick, and I haven't actually looked that close to the controller, so I can't say for sure. But I'm guessing there's not a... Actually, two things here real quick, speaking of the controller. Um, one, I love that, like I said before, I love that you can still slot the controller into the system itself. However, the controllers look comically small on, this, on the Famicom now. Like, <laughs> yeah, it looks like do. you're going to break that thing, just hold yeah. it. Um, like, I saw
2: it in the trailer, and it's so tiny. <laughs> it is really small. It's like, <laughs> yeah, a,
1: it is. It's like a controller Barbie will use or something. Um, secondly, though, is I don't think the controllers have microphones on this time, or at least. Um I
2: thought I saw a mic it, oh, it? It show up say, and say, at least, say mic. I'm not sure if the mic is actually built oh, in. Oh, you there,
1: know what? Maybe but. it doesn't. Then that changes my entire point. If, if it doesn't, though, I was just going to mention that that would actually change how some of these games play. Like Zelda, hey, you could use a microphone to easily defeat the pose, I think, or the ghost mm-hmm. enemies. Um, and if that's not the case, it'd be a little harder this time. But if there's oh, if the right. microphones there, then. It doesn't matter, so... Yeah.
2: I actually have seen a couple people, like, going back to the importing uh, thing, uh, a few people have talked about, you know, I don't even need to play it. I just want to kind of have it on display because it is just such a cute
1: little system. Yeah. <laughs> you
2: know, kind of like with Amiibo. You just sort of put it up on your shelf. It's like,
1: there's
0: my little NES.
1: I want like my a- little NES Amiibo. There yeah, you go. They
0: should, they should, NES, yeah, they should do like console amiibo of just of the console themselves. That would <laughs> actually
1: be like one of my favorites. I think that would love be cool. Yeah, I actually absolutely. have a I have a Super Nintendo keychain that plays the uh, Mario World theme whenever you hit the reset button on it. Nice. So, I want an amiibo of that now.
2: Yeah, where's our mini Rob? We already have right. the amiibo for Rob. Exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah. There you go. But
2: yeah, I, I think if this does well, it's sort of a no brainer for Nintendo to do a. Hopefully, Super NES version, but we'll mm-hmm. see if that actually happens or it not. It better happen. It yeah. has. Oh, I hope it does. God, I hope it does. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in other news, though, we uh, got a trailer for Shovel Knight appearing in Ukulele, which... Which is, yeah. Yeah, didn't see, see that one coming, I'll
1: have to, I have yeah, to say. I didn't see it coming either. It kind of makes sense, though, just because with the way, like, seeing as it's a spiritual successor to Banjo-Kazooie and um, that game was never afraid to break forth walls... It it, it cro- like a crossover in the indie scene. It just makes sense in hindsight. it's Like, of course that would happen. <laughs> so well, and, yeah.
0: and it kind of seems like all, all the indie developers have like this unspoken alliance where they just use each other's characters in each other's games. Because right. I mean, there's been so much crossover now. Because I mean, like we've seen both Shovel Knight and Shantae in like Mutant Mud, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shovel Knight just he has a, a cameo boss fight in Azure Striker Gunvolt too. Like. There's so much crossover. I think it's pretty cool. But you know who doesn't think it's cool are a lot of the people on the Platonic forums. There are a lot of people pissed off about this.
1: How? Like, how can you be mad at that? Really, and
0: not even just, like, mad. Like, raging. Like, enraged about this. And I don't get it. Like, I don't... Why is... How could this be a bad thing? Like, there are some people... I've been reading some of the posts, and there are some people concerned that this means that ukulele and Shovel Knight share the same world. I'm like, you guys are thinking... Into this way too much. All (laughs) it means literally is that Platonic thought. Hey, Shovel Knight's a cool character. It's a cool indie character. Let's do a crossover. That's all it means. Well, did they have the
1: same the same problem with Banjo Tooie then, which had crossovers with a Saber Wolf, for instance? That's a good question. Yeah, actually, you know, someone on the
0: forums, one of the 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 defenders of the whole Shovel Knight and Ukulele thing, brought that up. I think Mm. so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. And I'm just like, why? Like, I I guess some people feel like it ruins the integrity of Ukulele, and I'm like, but he's not even playable. It's like it's part of one little corner of the game, and this is a yeah. huge game. It's What's there, the big you, deal? to a
2: few jokes and move on. And yeah,
0: and, and his voice is hilarious. Like, I'm <laughs> glad he's, he's in the game just for that alone, because we got to hear him talk for the first time, essentially, and he sounds so stupid, but so, so that's, that's, <laughs> Right,
1: so that's, that's where we agree. I disagree on the voice being good for him. Although, Well, not, good you know, in, in a dumb way.
0: I mean, not although, good in a legitimate way.
1: Right, okay, I get that. I mean, that, that's fair. I mean, and to be fair, I'm not like I am definitely not the foremost authority on Shovel Knight anyway just because right. um I never even beat the game. I played about an hour or a couple hours worth. But <laughs> I thought shame. what I thought might be might have been more clever and I say that as someone who's not who doesn't design games or really is clever in any way, but <laughs> <laughs> it would've been cool I thought if he spoke like how some of the characters did in Banjo-Kazooie where he made more sound effects than actual voice. So maybe, like, you hear metal clanking or, like, a suit of armor as if we're walking sure. around or something. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That would have been cool.
1: Yeah. But
2: overall, I mean, not a whole lot to say. Plus, Ash and I already did a discussion on it. But you it's, did. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool. a nice addition. And, yeah. But uh, another bit of news we got is that Neontic has revealed that the Pokemon Go traffic when it was released uh, was 50 times greater than their, their even... Than any of their estimates, they had a worst case scenario where they estimate they thought it'd be five times higher than their initial estimate, and it went fifty times beyond that. <laughs> it yeah, sure nice. did. Because they they honestly did think it would start out small and then just grow slowly, grow a fan base, and nope, it was just right out of the gates, which explains all the server issues and problems that the game had when it first sure. launched.
1: So yeah, I know the game was huge. I'm having trouble how, like, I, I can totally understand, mis, you know, underestimating how big it's going to be. By a factor of 50 times, though, I don't know how they were that far off. <laughs> like, that's just that yeah. significant. That's yeah. huge.
0: Although, I guess, you know, it's just that thing, where, you know, when you're so close to the forest that you can't see the trees. It's yeah, like, that, you know, you, you may have been working on this game for so many years or whatever that you don't realize just how big a deal Pokemon on mobile actually is. So you fail to kind of make, you know, estimates that take that into, into account. I well, mean, well,
2: heck, we were too close to the trees in that case because before before the game came out, we oh, good, didn't yeah. really have that much high. We didn't have that high of opinion of it. It looked we didn't care looked at too all. Too basic. It looked too dumb. It was just like it, it stripped all the things that made Pokemon special. And boy, was that not the case? At least yeah, as for its as popularity,
1: still, yeah, no, definitely not. You're true. That's definitely right. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, to their credit, that game was. Massive, so maybe I'm not fully appreciating just how big that is.
0: I mean, I still p- see people playing it, it definitely has fallen off a bit, and I, I mean, quite a bit, and I don't see groups of people anymore, but I still see people walking around playing it. And I mean, I, I just to see the other, I think like a, two weeks ago, I went by, um, there's a place that I can drive by when I go see my parents that uh, it like has three intersecting Pokestops. It's a library. Mm-hmm. And uh, I saw people there at all hours of the night back when the game was really hot. So I, I went by there at about 2 in the morning, and this is on a Wednesday night, mind you. And there were probably 20 people there playing. And I'm like, wow, okay, so there is still, you know, a really core community of, of people who are crazy about this game. And and I still see people playing it. So it definitely has fallen off, but there's still, there's still some buzz about it for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think we call those, uh, I think in most games those are called, what, whales, right? But I think in this case they'd be yeah. Small <laughs> I guess so, yeah.
2: Whale Lords. No. Yeah. <laughs> but you don't know that Pokemon, so nope. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it one of
1: 151? Then nope, I don't know it. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> but uh, our final bit of news, a little extra here because it is the most important news, <laughs> is that according to an old... Interview that like That people Apparently people have been translating Old Miyamoto interviews Well I think Nintendo
0: released it I think they released The old interview themselves Oh okay
2: Yeah Yeah Anyway Basically Miyamoto has revealed That Mario's age Is Allegedly 24 to 25 Which (laughs) I gotta say I mean this is something like I've never thought about Mario's age I've never considered how old he actually is But I guess in my mind He was always in his like 30s Mid 30s Mimo, he's just yeah. shut up.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> he keeps ruining our first, childhoods with this stuff, right? First, he took the Koopas kids away from us. Now, Mario's midlife age. What is... Argh. I know. It, it's weird.
0: Although, you know, if you do take the mustache off of Mario, though, he doesn't, he doesn't, look, doesn't look that old. He looks but really young. At the it's same weird. time, though,
1: I don't know anyone in their mid-20s who can grow a mustache that that thick and luxurious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's weird because I
0: always, I never have specifically thought about his age. But you know, you look at him and you assume, well, he's a middle-aged plumber. He's probably, you know, and you see Captain Lou Albino. He plays him in the TV show, and you see Bob Hoskins play him in the movie. He's like, you know, yeah, Yeah, yeah. fifties or forties, at least upper thirties. And now we're we're finding out he's a young adult. It's like this is
1: blowing my mind right now.
2: It's, I'm I mean, older than Mario, and that's wrong. It's 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 a so small weird.
1: thing that doesn't matter at all. No, at the same no. time, it irks me. Yeah, <laughs> it irks me so much because like it just it just slightly detracts me a little bit for for a couple reasons. I think one, um, is that he, he was an everyman. He's a pl- or he's a plumber. I hope he's still a plumber, right? Maybe we shouldn't ask Sugar <laughs> Sugar Mimo that question. That Maybe might, we shouldn't. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. not. Yeah, I mean, so he's a plumber. Like he originally came from Brooklyn, which he apparently doesn't anymore either, he was born in the Mushroom Kingdom going by Yoshi's Island, which also (laughs) took away, Uh, and he was, you know, like, I always thought of him as a, like, older adult, you know, late 30s as mentioned at the latest, or, sorry, at the uh, youngest, or 40s, and that all added to the charm of him being an everyman, like, him being able to, you know, despite him being just a normal person, he's still able to go out on these adventures, and he just felt like somebody you could relate to, in a way. Um, At the same time, Uh, being older also just lends you a natural, like, wisdom, right? Like, you tend to look upon people who are older as wiser. I can't look at a 24-year-old Mario and be like, this guy knows what he's doing. (laughs) No, he's a freaking idiot now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the the other thing is, is by not giving him an age, people can imagine whatever age they want and just sort of,
1: like, uh,
2: relate to him in that way and have him be an everyman. Uh, So, again, it's one of those cases of uh, by adding more, you lose a lot. Yeah, well, it's funny too. Important. Is
0: that the actual quote in the interview? Miyamoto specifically says, "Like, oh, you know, well, I, I purposely didn't give it Mario very many defined character traits, but the one thing, <laughs> the one thing that we set in stone is that he's around 24 to 25." And I'm like, "Why is that the one thing?"
1: <laughs> it's like, like a- "What?" Like. Everything, yeah. All the traits yeah. that are set in stone are the ones that detract from what he was. Yeah. <laughs> it's, why are you doing this to us, man? It's like, oh, no. why Let's not make it. the one thing
0: that you can't change about Mario be his mustache? Like, he always <laughs> has to have his mustache. That makes sense. Right. Sure. You know, give some weird in yeah. a character reason for it. Like, he, it's just really important to whatever. Mm-hmm. But his age? Why that? <laughs> yeah. I'll it's I so hear. weird. Yeah. I don't know.
2: Uh, we, we might have to worry about Miyamoto going the George Lucas routes in, in coming I'm sorry, i coming sorry. I really kind
0: of, yeah, I, I, I wonder if he hasn't already started. Like, I, I'm, I'm a little worried. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we'll have to find out. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, you guys ready to get to uh, this week's topics?
1: Let's do it. All, All right.
2: Yeah. As always, every uh, each week we uh, take some... I'm uh, p- screwing this up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we, we anyway, to do it every week. you try. Yeah. You really try to recover.
2: Yeah, that's all right. Anyway, if you become a Patreon backer each week, you can offer uh, topics that we can choose from and take uh, hold of. For just one dollar a month, as well as getting the podcast three days early every Friday. Don't mind me; I screwed that up completely. But we're going to move past that and uh, get right to the topic. I think you got
1: your dollar gets you the utmost professionalism from utmost.
2: Yeah,
0: Yeah.
1: Early access to that utmost professionalism. Oh, definitely.
0: (laughs) Anyway, uh, Andre. Considerization. It gets you eminent considerization that's right exactly yeah, yeah. So, all right uh, so this topic
1: comes to us from jacob whalen i uh, i think actually that might be the first name i definitively pronounced i believe <laughs> <laughs> and he asks or says hey i can't remember if this is already a topic but i was wondering if there's a game that is universally play- panned but you re- that you really enjoyed regardless um and i think i have one although i looked at the reviews and they weren't as bad as i remembered but i do think the buzz around this game is worse uh, it is more poor, is poorer than the review than the reviews would indicate. Um, so my my uh, submission is the Conduit on the Wii. It's a shooter that, on the face of it, looks super generic. And I had a really fun time playing through it. Like it's it doesn't do a ton different, but it did enough different and did a and used the Wii Remote in just really you know in a really good way. That I felt like a fun shooter. Like I actually really like using the Wii Remote to aim and point, And um, I it had it had some unique mechanics too or ideas with like the um the warp points or teleporters i can't remember anymore it's been years now uh but i do remember it just being a solid shooter i had fun with it so yeah that's my that's my submission
2: i'm amazed i still remember that game i'm amazed yeah, i still remember
1: too. that it got a sequel <laughs> yeah i i think that game only exists because ign Wii was hyping the hell out of it at, at the time i remember that yeah, yeah. yeah. well they really were
2: they were hyping that and also hyping uh, Zach and Wiki.
1: That's right. Yeah, yeah. That was another big one. Yeah, mm-hmm. that, it, they, they were. They kind of bookmarked it. Bookmarked book ended the Wii years. Like, uh, Zach and, what is it called? Zach and Wiki? Yeah. <laughs> Zach and Wiki, yeah. Yeah, Zach yeah, and Wiki, Zach and Wiki. Yeah. yeah. that was, like, pretty early into the lifespan, and then the conduit came near the end.
2: Yeah, basically, they were just, like, Zach and Wiki was just, hey, here's a really ga- great game that, Actually, takes takes advantage of the Wii controls quite well and is fun. Uh, still didn't help. And then we got uh, the conduit where hey, here's a game that's actually worth your time.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's always interesting.
2: Yep. How you, well, Ash?
0: Um, I I have a couple of well I have one answer that's super easy for this that I always go to when I ask this question and it's kind of similar to yours where uh, Andre where the game was actually reviewed quite well and I feel like there's been a lot of revisionist history that it's been kind of subjected to and now people say it was horrible I swear uh, to and I a be crime against humanity star. no I'm not going to say I'm not going to say <laughs> sticker star no because that game actually isn't that great the game I'm talking about secretly is awesome and that's Final Fantasy 13. A lot of people now like to talk about how it was like this crime against the Final Fantasy series and a crime against humanity in general or something, but... You know what? It had problems, and I can see why some people didn't like it, but I adored my time with Final Fantasy XIII. I would replay it again in a second if I had the chance to. And uh, again, if you go back and look at the Metacritic or the individual reviews, it reviewed well back in the day. Not perfectly, but well enough. So definitely a little revisionist history going on there. Uh, my other answer that I was able to think of while you were talking about your answer, that the Conduit, was Mega Man 5. Um, not that it's necessarily critically panned, but it is, it is usually derided as... Kind of is kind of just waved off as like one of the worst Mega Man classic games and like the the point at which Capcom definitely ran out of ideas and <laughs> nobody likes Mega Man Five. No, I disagree. Wrong. I love Mega Man Five. It is the best looking and best sounding game on the NES for one, and it really it, it is too easy. But I kind of feel like it's really where the NES Mega Man games really just kind of hit their technical groove, and I just, it's a very well-polished game. Not perfect, but it, it does not deserve the kind of hand-wavy kind of, eh, was it, it was just creatively bankrupt, you know, kind of reactions it gets. I think it was actually great. So, those are my two answers.
2: Hmm. I, I you know, respect the idea that you can enjoy for 13,
0: but I could not. <laughs> understand. I understand. I, I totally get why the people who don't get who don't like it, don't like it.
2: Yeah. I have a hard time thinking of games where, that a pan that I play because I, I I don't know like I, I have to go back to NES days. I'm not even sure how well they reviewed back in those back at the time. But I know one game that people don't really talk about. and I still I loved as a kid, and uh, it was called Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. Uh, was it a Disney was, game? Yeah, it was a Disney game. Okay, huh. but it wasn't it wasn't based on like. TV shows or anything like that. It was literally you going to Disneyland and they've locked the, the, locked the their lost all the keys to the castle. So you have to go around to each theme park and do a game based on that theme park in order to collect the key and eventually get the castle. There was a trivia based on Disney uh, stuff. There was um, a racing game based on the go-karts that were there, one based on Space Mountain that's actually now like a... Uh, uh, almost like a rhythm game well not even a rhythm game but a Simon Says type game that uh, eventually came out then there was the two that stuck out the most in my mind which was Pirates of the Caribbean and The Haunted Mansion which always kicked (laughs) my ass as a kid because they are really tough platformers. I, I actually did go back and play it and, and beat it myself, but, you know, it's not a very long game or in-depth or anything like that, but it's it's one that people don't really talk about all that much, and I genuinely love. Uh, I, I think it's just a fun little game. Hmm. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's a whole lot of nothing, and I, I I still love it for that.
1: <laughs> Hold on, nothing. Uh, yeah, exactly.
2: This is this isn't a game you should Loved absolutely sh- uh, seek out. But I really enjoyed it.
1: Oh yeah, I've never heard of it before. So hmm. yeah, yeah, I haven't either.
2: Adven- I think it's called Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. Or oh, something I,
1: like that. I, mean, I do love the Magic Kingdom. So yes, you do. <laughs> yeah.
2: This this actually would be up your alley, Andre. It's, yeah. it's it's kind of interesting. Like like the Pirates of the Caribbean. one, the setting's really cool, you're uh, going through and you don't have any way to defend yourself, but you have to. Dodge all the pirates and uh, make your way through the burning village and rescue the maidens. And uh, there's, there's some tricky pat- platforming, and there, there's boy, the haunted mansion just is, is so hard. <laughs> <laughs> what system? What system yeah. was it on? This was on NES. NES, okay. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, uh, another NES game I really like. And again, I don't know how well it reviewed. Uh, is Little Nemo Dream Master? Love that game.
1: I feel like the game reviewed pretty well. I, don't yeah. know. I, feel like, I feel like the game reviewed well. That's the thing. I, I don't yeah, know I how. Think so. Since I was so young, I didn't know
2: how well certain NES games, but I know those are games I don't hear talked about too often. Mm-hmm. Little Nemo, definitely more than Adventures in the Magic Kingdom. but Yeah. yeah.
0: You know, I do have one more now that I was, uh, I've been thinking about it um, Sonic Unleashed. I, I don't think it, was, it deserved all the just vitriolic hate that it got. Like, I have played... Obviously, most people agree that they like the daytime stages where you're playing as Sonic, you know, in the speed element. But I have played far worse 3D action games than the Werehog segments in Unleashed. Now, I feel like it, they, they probably got as much hell as they did because it's Sonic, and why would you want to play as Sonic in that form? And I totally get that. But honestly, the game wasn't that bad. It wasn't really bad at all. I've played worse action games. Than the I, Werehog segments in Unleashed, honestly,
2: I think it's one of those games that people have come around upon. Uh, you think in so? Rec- okay. In, in recent years, especially because at the time it was sort of people marked it as the point where Sonic was turning themselves around. You right. Know, this was their first big game since Sonic 06. They kind of right. like got back into the groove, and then Colors perfected the idea.
0: That's true. Yeah, I just I just and feel and like I, I heard so many people just say, "Oh the no, Werehog still things killed Sonic forever," and I'm like, it wasn't that bad, you guys. <laughs> like, it, it should it's not Sonic, and it should never be Sonic. But God, there are many worse games out there than the Werehog segments of Unleashed. Well,
2: you know the worst part about the Werehog segments to me at least because I did rent the game and played it a little bit, and I enjoyed what I played. Uh, right, I had had it rented. Um, whenever you get into a fight, it. Loses the really great nighttime stage music and goes. Oh, through, it does! Dun, 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 yeah, it I remember that. that. <laughs> the fight music, which is the same every time, and yeah. it happens so often, and it is just. It's not a bad
0: song, but you are so sick
2: of it by the end of that game. Yeah,
0: well, and the rest of the music in that game is so phenomenal that you don't want to have the songs interrupted every few seconds.
2: Exactly. And yeah. it's like having those like doorbells happen all the time whenever you get combos. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's, no, that's a very good point. That's that's what's not great about it. But it, otherwise, sure. it is a pretty decent game, and you can definitely see the framework of
0: where Sonic was turning himself around. Oh, I, I yeah, totally. I, I I think that's a really good point. That definitely was kind of the turning point, I think, for modern Sonic. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Uh, well, cool. I guess with my topic,
2: I got mine from uh, Adrian Sanchez Wooler. Wooler.
0: I I think so, Wohler, yeah.
2: Yeah, Wohler. Uh, Sorry if I screwed up your name. Um, That tends to happen, apparently. Uh, If you plan on having children... He asked, if you plan on having children or maybe young relatives and plan on introducing them to video games, what do you think would be the ideal way of doing so? I think realistically they will inevitably play modern video games first, but do you think there is something to starting with old games and experience the progression that we experienced growing up in terms of graphics, story, etc. So I've actually put some thought into this myself, especially since I have two nephews now, and I, you know, my sisters aren't exactly huge gamers or anything like that, but I'd like to introduce them to it and, you know, maybe nudge them a little bit towards that way since video games are such a big thing. And for me personally, I would want to start them on the NES and start working their way up towards the modern games a little bit more naturally. Maybe not, you know, you have to play all these NES games first, you have to play all these SNES games and so forth, but sort of like, hey, you like this? Try this out. That sort of thing. And that's actually why I'm most interested in the NES Classic Mini. I was I was actually mulling around, around the idea, because I started gaming when I was around three years old. I was thinking, waiting until... My nephew was about three and a half or something like that, and picking up a Wii with a bunch of classic NES, Sega, uh, SNES games on it, and giving it to my sister for him to have in order to just sort of slowly get into games. The NES Classic is a nice gateway, I, th- I feel. Nice and easy, all everything together, he can go through, it's not confusing for my sister or anything like that, pretty cheap, and... I mean, at least for my nephews, that's sort of my plan, is to just sort of nudge them into NES and then see where they go from there. Uh, But, I mean, I, I do think knowing the classics first is a good way to go about it.
1: I used to feel yeah. the exact same way. Like, I used to th- I actually used to think about this for whatever reason. Like, yeah, if I had kids, I'd totally raise them that way. Like, where they have to play through what I deem to be the best games of all time first before <laughs> moving on to whatever modern crap is out there now. God, <laughs> that's so authoritative. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. But, but then I realized, I'm like, oh, whatever, that's way too much work, and I don't feel like doing that. <laughs> like, because I mean, they're they're gonna see other games anyway, whether it's at friends or on TV oh, yeah. or me playing one. If I'm still doing Game Explain, then who knows what. Well, not if and... you just keep them in
0: a basement, then you don't have to worry about any of that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, no, you're the one who is saying, you know, well, they have. If you, I used to think they have to play all these games before all the other modern garbage. So yeah,
2: mm-hmm. yeah, that, that's sort of where I'm at. It's like I I used to think about like structuring it all this way and having them having to go through this, and then I thought about it, I was like you know, I know kids are going to go to whatever they want. I'll just sort of nudge them in this direction and see where they go from there and sort of react to that and, you know, see what happens.
1: <laughs> it will be yeah, interesting I- to experience, like, some of those, the most paramount games in order in a much condensed uh, amount of time than what, you know, than what we have. Like, you know, you go from the original Mario to Mario 64, that's a 10-year gap. Whereas if you're brand new in the world and start playing at the age of, like, 3 or 4, like, you can experience all that in just a few months. Which is (laughs) kind of. Yeah, that's
0: why I kind of don't think. I think what we grew up with, and I think what anyone grows up with, is you you kind of had to be there, type of thing. Because, I mean, literally, the technology wasn't there for us to play more more graphically advanced games than what we had at the time. Whereas now, you know, kids have access to all this modern technology. And yes, the older stuff is there, but it's it's not all they have. So I, I think for me, because I guess thought about this too, and I think more than anything, I just want to try and foster, or I would want to try and foster an appreciation of the classics from a young age so that they don't grow up thinking intrinsically that modern stuff that looks better graphically is automatically better. So I don't think it's more of a, I don't think it's so much a linear thing, like you have to play NES before moving on to newer stuff. But I think it's more that Whoa! Jesus. <laughs> um, wow! Wow! Yeah, <laughs> I, I think it's more that you you know play games that that of any generation that will you know they, they can get kids into into a game stuff that's easy to understand, but also pepper that with the retro stuff, the classic stuff, so that they develop an appreciation for it from a young age and don't grow up thinking, "Well, this looks old, so it's done," you know. Mm.
2: I mean, when we grew up, did you guys go back and play the Odyssey? The you know all those old systems. Like the only no. one I actually played was the Atari, and that's only because of when I went over to my grandparents, they had my dad's old Atari, and I was like, well, I didn't have any of my other games around, so I might as well play this.
1: Yeah, I mean, yeah. I had an Atari growing up. Even then, even even like now, it w- it wasn't that old, but as a kid, it felt ancient. Even compared to oh yeah like, the NES. I mean, Atari felt like an old system at that point. And when now, I'm like, well, it actually wasn't that far off from you know, right. the NES, yeah. really. Which is really kind of not. funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think Ash I mean, raises a good point. Like, you know, mm. it, it is good to foster that kind of healthy mentality where you just because something's new and looks better doesn't necessarily mean it is better. Yeah, just
0: so you can kind of you know appreciate both sides of the line, like yeah. old, older retro stuff, and also appreciate the modern stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. and you know people do that all the time with their kids when it comes to movies. I mean, look how many old movies people show their kids, and like again Disney, all the yeah. classic Disney ones. Like you know people don't, all of a sudden stop showing their kids Snow White or Cinderella or whatever, uh, and only show them like the three D movies now. They no, they show them. All of it, because well, the kids become interested. It's why the Disney Princess line is still really popular, and all those other movies are still considered classics because kids are still growing up with them. So, I think we can achieve the same sort of thing with, you know, classic games. But you know, we, I forcing them doesn't seem like the right way to do it anymore. It's just sort of like, yeah. here, you might like this.
0: <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a, there's an element of appreciation there because I mean, if you introduce retro games to kids from a young age. They kind of grow up with, with an appreciation of, of how far we've come, of, of how you – because know, if, if they grow up with looking at all these amazing-looking games but don't really have any context for it, they've only ever seen all these incredible-looking games, so it's not a big deal to them. If you, if, you know, I would think if you raise them and just try to kind of foster that appreciation of retro games from a young age, they can at least kind of have that historical context for you – know, to, to look at a PS4 game, for example, and be like, wow, look at what games used to look like and look at how far games have come. Like I, I think it's more about the appreciation of that historical context and anything, uh, th- th- than it is about having them play every single amazing retro game out there. You know, I, I, th- I think it's more about the overall appreciation of it.
2: So you're not going to tie your son down, or your kid down, and uh, make them play through every single Mega Man game? <laughs> no, I mean, hey, if
0: if, if if I have a kid and they love games that much, and especially Mega Man, that's awesome. But you know. You can't force a kid to like something. I I wouldn't want my kid to be an extension of me. I want them to be their own person.
1: Hopefully that person also loves video games. God help whatever children you have that don't like games. uh, (laughs) Yeah, that's that's how kids will build it for us. (laughs)
0: <laughs> Honestly, yes. The thing is, it's like I've talked to my wife about this. They probably will not. They'll be like a total sports jock, just because they don't want to be like their embarrassing mom and dad, who are like yeah. comic book and video game nerds. So,
1: so, so really, uh, yeah. you owe it to them to to put on a facade, and they could like seem like you don't like games.
0: That's you know, a good point. Yeah. It, yeah. So I should mm-hmm. like play the play the role of the jock dad, and 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 make them yeah like reverse psychology.
1: Yeah, yeah <laughs> you can only put bad in from now on out. Yeah, really, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> Games oh, are for God. nerds, and you should you should only play <laughs> sports. Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Here, play Tecmo Bowl. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Well, is that uh, Do we kind of cover this topic? You guys think? Yeah, yeah. I think I think I'm pretty satisfied. All right. Well, uh, then I guess we'll move on to my topic. And uh, quick aside, I, I actually did have another question about – two more questions actually about video game music this week that I chose not to do just because we've talked about video game music so long. But rest assured, it is incredibly important to me and I'm a big video game music
1: fan. That I, said, think people, I think people figure out how to get their question guaranteed right. When <laughs> yeah, Ash exactly. Every week. Ask,
2: Ash, ask Ash a music question and he <laughs> will answer it. Well, but that's, that's the whole
0: point is I'm actually not answering that question because we've talked about it so much. So my curveball. topic – <laughs> I know my topic this week comes from Zachary Roche, who asks, uh, "What are your thoughts on people that leave multiplayer games early or the uh, or so-called rage quitters?" Uh, the two main opinions seem to be that you should always finish a game regardless if you're playing with someone else online, versus the other opinion, which is because you know you paid for the right, to, you paid for the game, you have a right to enjoy that game at any way you want, even if that means rage quitting with other people. So. Um, I thought this is a pretty interesting topic because we haven't really discussed it before, and we're really seeing a big problem with that right now in Street Fighter V, where you know, eight months or so from the game's launch, they, Capcom still has not figured out a really great way to punish rage quitters. And you know, my opinion on that is: yes, it's true that you have the right to play the game however you want, but you know, I, I kind of like Smash It's it's not. I like the the base idea of Smash's approach, where you're kind of. You know, kind of booted into like this rage quitter rage quitters hell where you 're only matched with other people who who have suffered similar infractions, and I think even though smash doesn 't do a very good job of that and they do an even worse job of or it does an even worse job of messaging it, I think that's a good idea because there is something I hate rage quitters and I hate that they are able are allowed to do what they do and not get punished enough for it at the same time there is there is something to the argument that they can enjoy their sixty dollar game however they want, so if they 're going to do that. Just kick them into a server with other people who are enjoying their $60 game in the same way
1: by rage quitting.
0: So let them rage quit against each other. I'm okay is, with
1: that. Is that what – I can't remember. Is that what Smash did? I know – I thought Halo did that. I didn't realize that's just what Smash did. I thought I just locked you out of online. For... Smash
0: does without telling you about it. So, so, but the uh, problem with Smash okay. is, that, is that in Smash, though, you can get reported for anything by anyone and there's no you – know, they, pro- they don't have to prove it. They can, you can just you know, beat someone, and then they can say, Well, that guy griefed me or was rude to me, and then you'll get kicked into uh, For Glory. I think it's called For Glory Hell, is what they call it. Because <laughs> I mean, you essentially geez. can only get matched up with people who are trolls. Because it you didn't even do anything or wrong. No, temporary? It, it's, for, it's, it's temporary at first, and I think it gets longer and longer the okay. more infractions you, you know, suffer. This should so, probably make
1: that you, you can't tell if you're exactly. playing the game. Yeah. 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 So, oh, like, I, what I
0: don't think Smash does it well. I think they're right. onto something
1: there. No, I agree. That's a great idea. I just think that should be more transparent. Like, if you don't know you're being punished, what's the point of punishing them? Exactly. Yeah. Because <laughs> it just looks like you've been booted offline and you can't
0: play at all. Right. Like, actually, I, I was, um, I had, this had happened to me. I didn't know, and I didn't know about this, and the reason I had learned about it was because I was playing on Frigori, and this is like, six months ago. And I beat someone really badly, and I didn't know it at the time, but apparently they, they reported me because they were salty about it. And so I went to go check out the tournaments in Smash, just because who plays tournaments? I wanted to see if there were still a bunch out there, and I couldn't join anything. Like, there were no tournaments. And I'm like, wow, did Nintendo kill off, like, tournament support without anyone knowing about it? And mm-hmm. then I asked about that on Twitter, and they are like, no, you're in Four Glory Hell. I'm like, what's Four Glory Hell? And then it was explained to me. I and I'm like, say. oh, so that's what happened. That's why I can't find any matches or tournaments. So, you know, I, th- I think that's a good approach Because I, you know, rage quitting is so It's just, it's such bad sportsmanship And it it, it it completely ruins the time of the person who's winning too Because it's a legitimate win Especially in games like Street Fighter V Where there's an actual esports element to it Where you're, there's an actual ranking element to it That's just such BS that you can rage quit And the person who is supposed to win doesn't get their points mm-hmm. Like, that should be punishable and And at the same time, if you want to do that okay play like that but play like that with other people who play like that
1: yeah i mean i i I agree with all of that i mean i think i think games need better systems in place to to try and uh motivate people not to rage quit or you try to make that less of an issue uh yeah because rage quitters they suck they it's annoying (laughs) when it happens it sucks when you're winning and someone you know quits at the same time i'll be fully honest I've totally rich quit myself. I don't do it often, oh, but I have done it before. You're one of them. Um, there's times like when you just get like hammered like five times a, you know, well, it depends what game you're playing. If you just get like you know, completely screwed right <laughs> out of the bat or you know, or you get a string, like a series of events or a series of games that happen, and you just get like where you just you've just had enough. I'm like, I'm done. I'm out. I, Dude, I could we, sit there and.
0: We played Mario Kart 8 online. You're preached in the choir. I totally get it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, a, a string of bad things, and you just yeah. start off and nothing right? can go right. I totally exactly. get it. Yeah, but no, I still yeah. don't rage quit, though.
1: So, I mean, usually, I think when I've done it, it's usually been in the more in games like in in a broader multiplayer sense. Like multiple, sure. Mario Kart was like 12 players. So, so you, it, you don't. Well, they don't the feel it. That are not really a big deal. Yeah. Um, especially because games like that, which I don't know if it's, if it's necessarily a good thing. Um, but they Mario Kart like will replace you with a CPU, so it's basically invisible to other people if you're still yeah. there or not. Yeah, um, Smash, yeah, that definitely screws people over, and and I don't even play Smash online. It's like well, they actually do. Online. They do
0: the same thing there. Is they they it'll replace whoever quit with a CPU. I but think you can it tells tell. you in that game though, right? It, and what it does, and you can tell because suddenly the person who were, you were playing, who is actually kind of good, is now a level one CPU <laughs> who's not who's <laughs> right. just standing there <laughs> and taking it. So That's yeah, funny. yeah.
2: Uh, it's complex for me because I I'm, I agree with you guys. I hate rage quitters. It, it feels dumb, you know. Just play out the game. But then, the where I it, where it becomes sticky for me is where I'm stuck against somebody that's a poor winner, and all that's they want to do deal. is grief me. For being bad. That's a yeah. good point. I mean, that's and I think that, part of it. That drives me up the wall, and that's the thing that actually gets me the most rage. And I just like, I, I can't do it. You're you're you are killing my fun because of that, right? You know, screw you. I need to get out of here, and it it, it it sucks when it happens so much. And I, I'm I don't really play a lot of multiplayer games anyway, but I I've encountered that several times, and it's just aggravating. And the thing is, I do want to sort of stick around and try to make the comeback or do better or anything like that but then uh, my most recent example is like the most thing I think about more recently is like Splatoon where all of a sudden <laughs> through no fault of your own or you know they're not even dropping they're just lost connection or something like that your team is down to two and all of a sudden the other yeah. team is like corning you in that side and that's not even their fault in that case but it's still aggravating because there's nothing you can do about it and it's yeah. killing your own fun it, it, it's a very complex thing when you get into the finer, find out the finer details of it. But in a grand sense, you know, I, I'm going to stick around. I, yeah, I might lose, but I need I want to stick around till the very end to maybe make that comeback. Or okay, right. kudos to you, you won. It's it's sort of how I go, yeah. but it's it's not something I. I, since I don't play multiplayer too often, it's not something that comes up a lot.
1: So, am I the only one here who's going to admit, or perhaps? <laughs> oh, I rage quit. Rage quit. Okay. Oh, I've <laughs> I rage quit.
0: I honestly, I mean, maybe in person, like when I was younger. In person, got, like like you know, like like you know, if I'm playing Smash with somebody on the same in the same room. But no, actually, no. I don't think I've ever rage quit, honestly.
1: That's interesting. Because that would be the exact opposite for me. I've never rage quit But uh, but even
0: then, I'm trying to think about it. And as as salty as I get, I don't think I've ever rage quit on on somebody. (laughs)
2: Like, I, I really don't. I have this one friend who I enjoy playing games with, but only if I know the game with him. But there's certain games, like, he's gotten really good. And I know he... He decides not to pull his punches at all. And it's not even just like if I have some knowledge of the game. If I'm brand new to the game and he's like introducing it to me, he will pull no punches and utterly destroy me because he just does not know how to hold back at all. (laughs) And and it immediately makes me like, okay, like I get it. The game can be fun. I have no interest in learning it now because you've killed the fun for me.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm.
2: And that's where I never rage quit with him, but it certainly made me like, can we play something else now? Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's do something else.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's, that's probably the closest I've come, Derek, to rage quitting is like, like my, my a buddy when I was younger, he used to want to play like WWE games all the time or back then WWF and I just – I could not – literally could not care less about wrestling or wrestling video games <laughs> and, and he would just absolutely cream me every time and <laughs> I never rage quit but I was like, hey, like I don't care about this game. I'm not getting better at it. I'm not having fun. Let's play something else. But that's like probably the closest I've come. Right.
2: Hmm. Pati-
0: well, Patience of a saint. <laughs>
1: yep, you're you're a good person. Ash. I guess so. <laughs> yeah, or something. Yeah, I, I, I guess part of my problem is like I I do get like I do get impatient. Like when I get, when I get heated. Well, yeah, it's. It depends on the game. Like I, like I said, I don't. Ra- I haven't rage quit that often, but there are times where I'll just get a little bit. I'm like, I'm not dealing with the same or I'm just, I'm just. totally out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm out. Billing. I need just
2: step away, or else I'm just gonna be pissed all day.
1: Yep. I <laughs> mean, like you can hear it in my Mario Kart streams where, like, I get pissed, and like <laughs> that's not a joke. Like, I get, I get seriously upset at that game. No. But I'll, I'll usually stick it through. But when <laughs> well, my, which my is reaction tipping point.
2: My reactions and those type of things when I did the Mario Kart streams when I streamed Smash Brothers and I kept losing I just got this sort of like well this is me for the next bit I don't get mad I just sort of get sad <laughs> <laughs>
0: just get sad well, remember remember yeah. that time uh, like we tried to play we tried to record 3 player smash online and there was all this lag and I ended up just, like, creaming both of you. And, Andre, you guys were like, I'm done with this. I'm not going to – you were like, I'm not. No, it's too much lag. I don't want to play like this. And you were like, I'm not doing it.
2: <laughs> well, I, told him, I I also get that feeling too because yeah. at that point it feels like not your fault. It's like, I, I know I should be doing better at this, but because of this circumstance, I can't.
0: And right. you rage. Yeah, but, we, we, but when you're playing my Mega Man, it doesn't matter anyway. So – Oh. <laughs> Zing. Um, but no, but no, I, I totally no. It's true. Like when it's when there's that much lag and it's just making it even worse. It's like why wouldn't I rage quit?
1: Like I, no, I totally hear you. Hmm. I really hope the next Smash has like perfect online. That'd be that would be awesome. That would be really nice. That'd
2: be kind of nice, yeah. yeah. Finally nail that. That'd be
0: awesome. Balls <laughs> in your court, Smash NX Nintendo. There you Flawless go. Flawless online. Exactly. Make it happen.
2: Well, guys, I think that wraps things up for episode 32 of the Game Explain Real Talk podcast. As always, thank you for sending in your topics and if you want to offer up topics of your own for just $1 a month, you can uh, become a Patreon backer as well as get uh, these podcasts three days early every Friday. So, once again, thank you guys for listening and we'll catch you next week for uh, more talk. <laughs> Alright, guys. Bye.